We are shows what you know We'll always watch TV And if you think we can't We'll watch more and you'll see That's why the people of the web Believe in Jim from Las Vegas And Jacob from Sweden Welcome to Shows What You Know about El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. At showswhatyouknow.com, we've discussed countless fantastic TV shows these past years, including Better Call Saul, but Breaking Bad ended before we got started, so we never had an episode on it, even though we're two diehard fans. Vince Gilligan brought it back for us, so you know we had to get into it. We're going to do that right now about El Camino. My name is Jacob Burrows. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I am the one who talks. <laughs> Welcome. Yes, we're coming in, uh, coming in hot. I mean, we, we have discussed uh, Better Call Saul, which kind of counts, although uh, we kind of fell off uh in the last season not that the show was bad but i mean for people that listen to our sopranos podcast know sometimes our schedules are a little uh wackadoo yeah (laughs) right sometimes our schedule breaks in a bad way Ooh, but i I switched this podcast off if i was listening and i heard that joke (laughs) but let's not worry about it but this worked out where we could be some of the first people uh, you know, I'm staying up till midnight Pacific time for the launch of El Camino, a Breaking Bad film on Netflix. Uh, you're what, nine hours ahead of me uh, over in seven Ireland? Seven hours ahead, Seven actually. hours, okay. Oh, no, sorry, eight. I'm eight hours. Eight hours, all right. So it's just right in the middle there. Uh, mm. So, yeah, you had some time to watch it as well. And yeah. before, I mean, it may not be the case with this, but with most Netflix things, it's a big deal. Like, right now, it's a big deal. But oh, yeah. in you know a week or two, maybe everyone will forget about it. Um, but here we are. We're we're here to discuss uh, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. I guess before we get into it, let me pose the question to you, Jacob, because I did get kind of a sense when I had shared like the link about like just the idea of making this. Where yeah. was your head at on should we you know? Yes, we could make an epilogue, if you will, to Breaking Bad, but should we? Yes, that's a great question. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Having watched it, the answer is yes. Like, it is true. I, I, Even though I loved Breaking Bad, I didn't come into this going like, this is going to be the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's going to be like, blow my mind, because Breaking Bad already did that. And whenever something already does that, I'm really like, not expecting them to do it again it's like lightning striking twice and especially you know it's it's a film it's an epilogue i i will tell you before we get into the details of it that my concluding thought having watched it all was that this felt like a gift like we didn't need it it's not a christmas gift or a birthday gift it's just a gift for for no particular reason but a really great one so i don't think we needed to see what happened after breaking bad uh but i'm just really glad that we got to because it's like i was just smiling so genuine well most of the film i'm clutching my head <laughs> like because they they build the tension great and we'll get into it but to, towards the end the end credits i'm just smiling like genuinely which doesn't happen every day and it, granted there's a lot of nostalgia tied up in it but having watched it i i think it was a great great call to make this what did you think yeah i yeah i mostly agree um no, no, I fully agree. But I guess going into it, I was definitely excited, but there was still a thought of like, eh, I don't know, should should they, should they be doing this? Uh, sure. I guess it kind of comes down to Vince Gilligan 
likes to because it was the same thing when they were doing or when they announced Better Call Saul. Uh, it's like, oh Jesus, you're gonna do what a prequel now? I mean, that kind of sucks. <laughs> but yes. but it's great. I mean, it's a great show. I I am a little. Uh, I'm getting a little dubious on like how long it should keep going, but that's that's on our Better Call Saul podcast. No no need to get into that now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, it's hard to say. I mean, partially because it's so fresh, it's hard to say if if it is a lot of the nostalgia. I mean, because there's like a specific moment in general which we all kind of guessed was going to come. But even even though you kind of figured it was going to happen, when it happens in this movie towards the end. It's such a great goosebumps fucking like, uh, I mean, almost I like almost like teared up not to be that cliche YouTuber, <laughs> uh, you know, or just the cliche fan guy. But like they hit that moment, I feel uh, I'm obviously we'll get into it. I guess we're, we're kind of not doing spoilers yet, but I mean, be aware that spoilers may happen if you haven't watched it yet. Oh, yeah. Well, spoiler alert, you're obviously talking about when he goes to uh, uh, Tibet and becomes a monk, right? That's the bit. Mm -hmm. Wink. Uh, Yeah, I I think we should say, like, like if you've clicked this podcast, I think you've already watched it. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think there's any way that you're going to be listening to a podcast having not seen it. Because like you said, it's a Netflix event, which is how they marketed it, I think. So it's like... An actual thing that's happening right now, and it will be uh, swiftly forgotten, unfortunately, but it will still exist within the canon of Breaking Bad. And um, I think we should say there's going to be spoilers from here on out. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's okay with me. Um, Okay. And I guess after watching it now as well, uh, I think there's a few things, if I could uh, be so bold to try to guess why Vince Gilligan wanted to do this. Um, because again, not that Jesse Pinkman needed more closure, but I could totally see how, you know, him as the creator, writer, whatever, maybe there was something nagging at him of like, ah, I kind of wish I could explore that a little bit more because there was always, people would make the joke. Like, is I mean, if you don't know, I don't know why you're watching this movie, but uh, at the last episode of Breaking Bad, after Walt frees Jesse, we last see him speeding. Like, he drives through the fence. He's got freedom. He's laughing slash crying. Like, he's, you know, so happy. And then a lot of people made the joke, like, ha, huh, he probably just got arrested, like, right down the street. Uh, and they kind of addressed that a little bit here, like right at the right at the top. But it, it, it I did not. Okay, I did not hear a lot of people say that. So dude, that's I, good I, I heard that. That's a, a joke. I, I heard. I heard that a few times. Uh, like around. Did you also? Sorry to cut you off, but did you also hear that Walter White was alive from these same people? Because uh, <sighs> seems like the same sort of people. There, yeah, there were a lot of people. Even going into this movie, um, people kept thinking like, yeah, that Walter White w- was going to be alive. Uh, cause even like in the trailer, one of the trailers where it was just showing Jesse, like in the car and you hear, you heard like a news, uh, radio report about what happened. They're like, how many deaths did they say? How many bodies did they find on the scene? Oh, okay. Oh, I guess that means Walt is, it's like, no, Walt's dead. We know he's dead. Jesus. Can you imagine if yeah. the point of this movie was to actually show you that Walt was actually alive? That would be hor- horrible. <laughs> I'd be interested in the specifics of what moments made you think like these, this is probably what they wanted or he wanted to follow up on Vince Gilligan. Um, but for me personally, I did feel that the, 
I, I absolutely felt that this wasn't needed, but the ending of Breaking Bad, like the last couple episodes, we skip over a lot of months, and it's like these horrible things happen to Jesse, and they're not fully explored. And I'm honestly, at the time, I was like, I'm glad this isn't fully explored because this is horrible. Like, I don't want to see Jesse like this. And even like one minute into watching the trailer for El Camino, I was like, ah, feel bad for Jesse, the movie. This would be horrible and great at the same time. <laughs> um, but that said, it's like that didn't feel like it was completely explored. Like him busting through the gates in the last shot or sorry, the last bit there of um, his arc in Breaking Bad, it's encapsulates what's going to happen for him in just that one shot. Like, because we can see and understand all of it. But those last few episodes of Breaking Bad and Breaking Bad in general, it is Walter White's show. And Jesse as a character had more to give. And that's part of why I felt that this was sort of justified. And it's part of why throughout most of the uh, film, I was happy that we didn't have uh, Walter White there because it would just sort of distract and him not being in it felt like important because he was this huge figure hulking over Jesse and with him removed what remains of Jesse. Um, so, and then we did get to see him. So yeah, <laughs> that well, was cool too. <laughs> but that, yeah, that, but I also feel like that, that kind of tied into what I was thinking that, that uh, Vince, if you will, uh, wanted to explore it a bit more because yeah, I feel like it's, yeah, it is Walter White's story, Breaking Bad, but I mean, obviously, Jesse's a huge part of that. And maybe it's just because seeing the movie now and I'm looking back on it, I'm like, oh, wow, they, there was a lot left to be explored there that they didn't quite get across in the show. I mean, again, because it's Walt's story, which is fine. Uh, yeah. But so between that, like, I, I just got the impression that that was maybe something kind of nagging at him that he wanted to, to develop a bit more. And of course, he wanted to be able to go back and do a basically like a high noon shootout because for Breaking Bad being touted as a modern day Western over and over again, they never got to do the shootout. And now here we are, we get to do a shootout. I feel like that was number two, maybe maybe like 1A of the reasons that we need to go back and make this here. Yeah, I, I love that scene too, of course. I mean, how could you not? But it's like you said, it's like, it was already like obviously a Western meetings at high noon. <laughs> Say my name, you're goddamn right. Where's the guns, man? <laughs> it's like, so it's, it's a really thoughtful, deep exploration of Jesse's character and the PTSD that he's facing. But we also need to have this jewel like in Back to the Future uh, because that will make it a true Western. I did love that aspect as well. Uh, and I guess my other question more so, uh, like personally going into this, did you, have you gone back and rewatched any of Breaking Bad? I mean, not in preparation of this. I've certainly seen this. I mean, Breaking Bad is my favorite show. I should probably mention, or it's the show at least that I've said for years is my favorite show. And I still think it's probably true. I haven't watched it in a couple of years. I I've re I've rewatched it so many times. It, it was just one of those shows that. I was on the ground floor of like I was watching season one I watched the first episode like before the second episode came out you know mm -hmm. so I was always following along with it and I wasn't even like I, I liked it but I wasn't like totally into it until like season two and so on and it just get, got better and better and I mean picked up more and more viewers and became a bigger and bigger thing um and I would re-watch it like between seasons and after the end of it uh I think it all 
ended and I rewatched all of it with my dad as well, which like we don't necessarily get the chance to do that, especially with a show that long. Um, so it's special in that sense too, because I was just like, he's gonna love this show. I should show it to him. Um, but I haven't seen it in a while, and I've almost felt like, not that that was, uh, you know, uh, it almost felt like a positive coming into this, you know, because mm -hmm. you don't have all of that baggage. It's like at the back of your head, and so they can pull out pull at certain strings the way they want to if that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense i mean because ideally i did want to at least watch the finale um before watching this but i didn't get a chance to so i guess yeah, yeah maybe it is kind of for the best uh because obviously i could still kind of pick up on there's there's moments throughout the movie that are flashbacks and i could still kind of place where they were uh like as far as somewhat within the time frame of the show um i mean maybe not the open i guess when he's with uh mike and i mean it looks like it's kind of where mike dies uh, i don't know if i'm just remembering that wrong uh or, or whatever and and i guess some of the stuff which you kind of have to forgive because when did breaking bad end like 2013 or something or yes so it's been correct. six years so, like, when yeah. Mike makes a comment at the beginning, like, ah, teenager with nothing to lose and all this money, I'm like, that motherfucker is not a teenager. <laughs> Can you at least change that one line of dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a teenager to him. Um, I, yeah, I suppose. I, I think I managed to place that scene, too. I think because they're talking about how they're out and what are you going to do with your part of the money. Yeah. I think it's before they go to Walt after the train job and go, all right, we're just going to sell it instead of cooking it, which is what Walter wanted to do. And then he got, you know, handcuffed to a radiator and, uh, you know, science his way out of that and so on and hid the whatever, you know, all of that yeah, stuff. So I think it's, that that's stuff. when they're deciding that because they do come to Walter as a unified front saying, look, this is what we're doing. Yeah, and the, the other thing with, um, and again, this might be because I mean, we host the Sopranos podcast. Uh, we're still in the midst of going through that show. We're, we're getting towards the end. But, you know, for the past, what, two years, basically, I've been watching Sopranos. Yeah. Um, so some of the some of the Breaking Bad stuff doesn't gel as well, at least where my mindset's at. It's more like the characters like Mike, like like Mike and then the vacuum guy, which pops up in this episode. And even to an extent, like there's Breaking Bad always has varying degrees of these disciplined guys that work day jobs, but they're also criminal masterminds. But I'm all, yeah. like, I guess from watching Sopranos where everyone's kind of a piece of shit and that <laughs> feels way more realistic to me that like, you know, even going back to someone like Gus or whatever, like Gus is super disciplined and can work a day job, even though he's a criminal mastermind. And this guy can sell vacuums and not say, fuck dealing with this dumb lady because I just got like 250000 in cash uh, or, you know, be such a stickler for the details. Like it's it is a great Breaking Bad thing, but and I'm not blaming the show. I'm blaming myself. And I guess watching Sopranos where I want my my villains to be like kind of criminal masterminds but they're also such shit people that they could never be disciplined enough to to handle a job at the same time they'd be like fuck this why am i doing this bullshit <laughs> yeah and in I, I mean from watching the sopranos it just kind of works out anyway like <laughs> no one really can like you could be a criminal mastermind and like everyone knows and you're just not going to be arrested it's going to be fine uh but yeah that's that's a good point you said that like 
that's such a breaking bad thing of like i'm the old guy and i have so much discipline and there's all these young punks on the street and they don't know what's what and it's not just mike but like all of them in general like i could just i could beat up any guy who's one third my age or one tenth my age that would be yeah. a baby. Don't worry about it. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, like the vacuum cleaner guy, just this discipline. It's it's such a Breaking Bad thing. Even and, to an extent, uh, the uh, the dump guy, like the guy that works at yeah. like the car yeah. dump, like he's even like, because he still works a day job. He gets his hands dirty all day, but he's also making a lot of money on the side doing shit. I, mean, I guess that does exist. But uh, again, I guess it's just more my mindset. And I mean, if you've heard our heard our discussion on Better Call Saul, like Mike already kind of wears on my patience a little bit because it's like, yeah. I get it. He's an old guy. He's got it all figured out. He could do whatever. And that's why I kind of love that uh, Walt kills his ass. What a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think in, in uh, yeah, in, in Better Call Saul, just because those are the bits. I mean, we'll, we'll get in. We get into it on our Better Call Saul podcast, which yeah. is called It's All Good, Man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, he. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of time to like build a thing that we already know is going to blow up later, like the lab and, and things like that. And so the meticulous, methodical, like, let's watch him do his job. But we know it's not going to surmount to anything. Like, we know what happens to these characters in the end. And I mean, that is an obvious and uh, there's an obvious benefit for El Camino because it's like, I don't know what's going to happen, even yeah. though I kind of know, because uh, I assume Jesse's going to get away. I don't think Vince Gilligan's like, right, 10 years later, we're going to celebrate. <laughs> we're going to celebrate <laughs> Breaking Bad by finally killing Jesse like everyone wanted all along. Uh, so I don't think he'd do that. Um, but like, it's, a, it's really refreshing after Better Call Saul that I'm like, I have no clue what's going to happen. Yeah. And even within this show, I'm like, all right, now we're in a flashback again. <laughs> yeah. But all those did serve a purpose. Yeah, and uh, I mean, throughout the movie, because the movie, it's two hours. Uh, I mean, I guess from your feeling, does it feel like a movie movie or does it just feel like an episode like or like a long episode? Um, yeah, I mean, it could be could be either one it could be two movies like yeah i don't know it's it feels very specifically what it is yeah. you know uh, and i think vince gilligan even said like he knew that no one who hadn't watched Breaking bad would watch this anyway it's like it's it is an indulgence and it's aware that it's an indulgence and it's like we're gonna make this as long as we want it to um but i think you're uh, are you saying it feels more like a you know long well, tv episode i'm, I'm kind of with you i i don't want to I, I guess I kind of, you know, my own question here, I'm riding the fence because I could see it both ways because I do feel like in a lot of ways, even though Breaking Bad's a very cinematic show and they're always very, you know, uh, fun and creative with the with the camera angles and the shots and stuff like that. I feel like this does feel a little bit more elevated. So it does kind of feel more like a film, but I guess maybe plot wise, it does kind of stick it right into like a long episode. So this I, is the extra I letterboxing, Jim. Yeah. tricking you. <laughs> uh, uh, it is a it is a beautiful looking film, though, and I I think um, they obviously were always pretty stressed making Breaking Bad because even though it's a fantastic looking show, it's like they were on a tight schedule, and that's also part of what I meant as an indulgence. It's like we're gonna take our time. We're gonna make a thing that we want to make, and everyone wants us to so we have money and we're not stressed no one even knows we're making it so it's not like there's a tight deadline and so 
yeah, I, I did read on the you know Wikipedia about it that you know obviously had a lot more time to spend and and not didn't have to rush everything, and so I think that is visible in it as well. And also, I think Vince is giving people a little bit too much credit because, I mean, I guess it's not quite the same as like Better Call Saul. And I mean, obviously, I don't mean to, I don't think we mean to keep jumping around, but I, I feel like you obviously you can't talk about this movie without talking about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, even though it's not quite the same as Better Call Saul, I think it's kind of crazy for someone to watch Better Call Saul without watching Be- uh, Breaking Bad. But there's oh, yeah. a ton of people, at least from what I see online, people saying that they do that. And I suppose that can still work, but I think there's so many moments in Better Call Saul that won't play. I mean, we get into this on our own uh, podcast on that. Uh, but I feel like there's going to be those people out there like, yeah, whatever. I'll just uh, fire up the old El Camino. I'll watch it. No big deal. I've, I'm aware of Breaking Bad. I know it's a show. I know that it had the guy from Malcolm in the Middle on it. Yeah, that's actually a good point because it is on Netflix and it's going to be on like loads of people's start screens. It's like, oh yeah, why not? Let's have, <laughs> let's see what this is all about, which has to be so confusing. I'd be really interested in like, how does it work as a film without it? Because obviously there's a lot of stuff in this that would work um, Yeah, because he's having flashbacks and things and like, we don't see Todd get killed in El Camino, but we, excuse me, through context, we obviously know that he does get killed um and like at the end the confrontation is with a new character that we're introduced through to through this anyway so it all it all makes sense that way and then there are moments like walter white walking out yeah (laughs) that's like in the same way that in better call saul when i remember a camera movement really long one that just ends on the sign for uh uh, los pollos hermanos yeah uh and it just bomb like super dramatic and if you haven't seen breaking bad that makes no fucking sense <laughs> yeah similarly yeah. here i guess you can go like oh yeah he's the guy for, like you you'd be aware of it like you said so you'd go this is the guy from breaking bad i get it uh so i'm sure it'd be fine but like watch breaking bad <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah i guess we we don't have to like dance around it or save it or anything but i mean that moment when when walter white comes walking out of the hotel room uh it's fucking so great <laughs> it's it's it, it, it in a weird way i mean i guess as a fanboy fan service moment it like that justifies the movie in a weird way and that's like one of the emptiest most empty things i've ever said uh <laughs> but i i just can't lie to you people i have to speak from the heart and like it totally did was like i i it, it just i bought it hook line and sinker even though the cynical side of me that will always be like, let the thing be the thing. Let Breaking Bad be over. You know, stop making new Star Wars movies or whatever. But then when Walter White walks out and it's that tracking shot of them both walking down the hallway and it's Walt and Jesse like in their heyday when they were friends, I'm fucking so excited getting goosebumps, almost fucking yeah. tearing up because we have displaced emotions these days and we, <laughs> we can only react to our media and our movies and TV shows. But hell, I, I'm going to admit it and I'm going to embrace it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So the, the moment where he walks out is obviously really cool, but I was still kind of like, 
struggling against that. I was like, is this really gonna, like, do you need to shove this in here? Can't this be Jesse's thing? And then they have the scene, and I'm like, makes perfect sense why you would have this here. Of course you would, and why wouldn't yeah. you? Um, there's a great transition into that as well, where he blows up the place, um, the welding place, and then he's, like, in water, in darkness, and you think, like, maybe he's still... This is when he's a captive, or what's going on? No, he has hair. Wait, is this is this after? And then he's talking to someone on the phone about how he misses them. And it's like, no, this has to be before. And then Walter White's there, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and well, because that's the other thing too. Like, I mean, I know, like, obviously, the whole thing with Breaking Bad is that you know Walt is a villain. He becomes a villain throughout the show, and especially towards the end. But I yeah. still remember, like, being so annoyed at Jesse, uh, like, when he's trying to, like, take him down and he's fucking working with Hank and doing all this shit. So in a weird way, when he's, like, captive, since we don't get into it too much in the show, I'm like, yeah, that's what you get, bro. Like, you know, what, what the fuck? You should have been loyal. <laughs> so <laughs> seeing this, like, obviously, I feel more for him, but... Uh, it's so great just seeing them to, uh, uh, together again. And yeah, I mean, obviously it, it puts it, this is right after they were stuck out in the desert or whatever uh, with the Winnebago. Yeah. Um, that's why it's like, ah, water and I got the AC cranking. But there's still, I mean, the, 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 the interaction and just even seeing Jesse kind of like, taking care of him a little bit and talking about his family is going to be taken care of. And then Walt's, yeah. you know, such a classic Walt line of, uh, what, what does he say? He's like, you, you know, you got to, you'd have to wait your whole life to do something great because, you know, to him making this great meth <laughs> was such a great thing. Uh, but it's yeah. such a sad, like bittersweet, you know, perfect moment. And even bringing back um, Kristen Ritter, who I, I'm spacing on her character's name, like kind of yeah, for like the last, uh, for the last little flashback there. Uh, oh, Jane. What was her name? Was Jane? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> uh, yes. That was great too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely eating up the flashbacks. And, you know, social media has not been kind to uh uh what's jesse plemons character's name todd todd yeah because you know everyone's pointing out that he's like fat fatter than he was now and his face is fat <laughs> that's what people are talking about <laughs> that's what I, okay. I was scrolling through the the hashtag last night after i finished the movie so this is like 2 a.m my time um and it was mostly positive reviews and then a few people saying like this was trash uh trash mm. ending and then I, I saw a lot of people saying that Todd, like, Todd needs to eat better, he needs a better diet, and a lot of people being very mean. Uh, Todd needs a better interior decorator. Uh, don't you be talking about his diet. That's fat shaming. <laughs> yes. And besides that, I mean, that, that wasn't my thought. My thought was, I hate Todd so goddamn much yeah and i'm so sad that he died in breaking bad because i want to see him die in this <laughs> he's treating jesse like a pet throughout and it's he's such an interesting character obviously in breaking bad because he has like 
he's obviously like a psychopath. There's some piece of him missing, yeah. but not in a vindictive way. And so he, the way he treats people and the things he's interested in are so strange. Like when we get to see his home and he has a chair that's like a scorpion. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this chair? Um, and then he has all this like weird interior decorating. And he said like he wanted to make it like an Easter egg. And I'm like... Vince, this is this is great and also very disturbing and strange. And I swear, yeah, when we see the dead body, I, I, it doesn't take me as long as Jesse. I'm just like, oh yeah, she saw something she didn't, she shouldn't have seen. So yeah. he he killed her, and he's like, ah, uh, I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, it's a shame, but like, there's something missing in him, and the portrayal is just so great. And talking to Jess and like leaving Jesse, so he does have access to a gun, not even giving him the respect of thinking that he might rebel and then like bribing him with pizza and it's all disgusting mm. and uh yeah really good stuff from from jesse yeah very Not, reek you know, and uh really. very ramsey and reek uh ramsey yeah. bolton and whatever reek's real name was i forget theon. Uh, <laughs> yeah theon <laughs> your favorite character yeah remember? He, he was one of my favorite characters in the last season uh and i like that the uh movie i mean because obviously it's it's a continuation so they don't have to get into it but they don't even show like they don't give you that out of having him uh like we 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 know that Todd is is like crazy piece of shit and abuses Jesse or whatever but they don't like show that uh and I kind of like that cuz I even think when he's bribing him with the pizza that then when he gets the gun like you know in another show with with some other that version of that character would then like hit him with it and be like you're not even getting pizza or something stupid yeah. like that to really like put an exclamation point on it uh but yeah i i like the way they handle that and i mean even i mean i know this is obviously my stupid brain but i was like concerned at the beginning that maybe he was going to rape him or something like i don't know what this weirdo is going to do when he's like hey yeah. it's just us all weekend and jesse's like making like sad despair faces i'm like all right are they gonna go here with this there's no way they're gonna go here and thankfully they didn't yeah uh jesse wouldn't do that because that's not how his brain works but like in my head canon and i swear it's not something i want in there but I always assumed that one of those other Nazi guys did assault Jesse yeah. in that cage. That was always an assumption because of how they were and how they, he was treated and how we only saw snippets and how horrible everything was. So I really don't like having that in my brain, but it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then they, they uh, like, I like the, you know, it's very Breaking Bad to... I mean, there's like basically it's like multiple segments throughout this movie where it's just about amping up the tension where, you know, we, we seem like we have a release like where they're going to get rid of the, the car. But of course, like right at the moment as they're about to get rid, rid of it, the low jacks activated and police are on their way. What are we going to do? And it was it was great seeing uh, Badger and Skinny Pete and like how they really ride or die for Jesse and um skinny gets that great moment where what he says like you know you're my you're my hero uh yeah. it's like kind of oh that's great um 
And did he try to shoot? No, it was Badger that tried to shoot him with a crossbow, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. Uh, yeah, I just wrote in my notes. Uh, Badger and, and Slimpy are angels. They're my good, good boys. Yeah, they're just so good in this. And I'm like, they have a nice TV. Like, wait, when did they get the money? I guess did Walter give them money, or did they just have that from previous drug uh, trade? And I, I don't really remember. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess they kind of like because they were connected enough between with Jesse and all the stuff they were doing. And it's yeah. not like they would then be, like, living high on the high. Because, I mean, there was at one point when Jesse had had tons of money. Remember, he was just throwing it out windows and shit. And they yeah. had... I, I, I do want to point out not only their dope TV, but those dope, like, theater seats that they had. They, like, kind of lit oh, yeah. up and they, like, rocked and moved. Those were awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, seeing them was great. I think there was a trailer where, like... Slim Pete's being interviewed by DEA or something, right? And that yeah. wasn't in the film. That's an interesting uh, way of doing that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's very cool because it's kind of like I almost was wondering if it was going to be in the movie because the way his plan is, like that does happen. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's fine because obviously this is Jesse's thing. But yeah, like we build up tension there, and then of course we get the him tearing the uh, apartment apart, looking for the money, and then of course right when he finds it. The police are there, or what we think of the police, and then we get to build from that. Uh, and there's that great shot with the gun coming out of the darkness when he's hiding oh, yeah. like behind the uh, the mattress or whatever. Um, so then it feels like then we get tension, 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 and then we flip that on its side. Like just a lot of different, you know, build, release, build, release, which is you know, Breaking Bad was always great at that. Uh, yeah. The the guy that plays. Um, what's the character's name? Uh, Neil. He's kind of like the main one that that uh, Jesse has like the the the, sh- the shootout with. The shootout. Yeah. Uh, I'm loving that guy because he's on the Righteous Gemstones. Which, if you're not watching the Righteous Gemstones, oh. watch the Righteous Gemstones. And this guy does play a classic kind of, you know, hillbilly genius or hillbilly idiot, if you will. <laughs> Okay, uh, but I just want to call it out because he's he's on the righteous gemstones and I dig him. Um, it it, uh, it was a little much for me, the explosion and the tie-in, but I guess it made sense. Like the tie-in, just tying it in to like give Jesse, a, you know, another target, if you will, for revenge because it's like, mm-hmm. oh well, all the guys are dead, so we need something. Like, it all makes sense. It makes sense that they would, you know, if shit went down, they would know that uh, Todd keeps money and they'd want a jacket or whatever. Uh, but it just felt a little too, like, con- I don't want to say convenient, but it's like, oh, okay, here's a way to tie it back in with Jesse's story and give him some sort of, like, catharsis. And then the explosion to me was maybe a bit too much. Like, all right, then he has to blow it up. Yeah, I mean, I just wrote, uh, thank God they gave him someone to get revenge on. So <laughs> I, that obviously yeah. didn't didn't happen for me. I was just like, fuck, yeah, shoot out. Let's do this. Because there's a lot of, like you said, the tension building and not whatnot. But it's like, whatever happens, uh, everything is still kind of terrible uh, for, for Jesse. Yeah. So I was, even though it's a pretty basic urge, the urge for revenge and Breaking Bad as a show kind of explored what happens when you follow those types of basic urges of like, I want revenge, I want uh, money, I want power, and, you know, shows that it's not all it's cracked up to be. 
and yet I'm still just thrilled that he gets to shoot some people. Yeah, very true. <laughs> so it's like balancing that of like, because that was always the interesting thing with Breaking Bad, like some people sticking with Walt to the end, like I still love him, he's so great, uh, or hating Walter, hating Walter from pretty early on, to, but they still thinking it's an interesting show and all of that stuff. So uh, it's, it's, it's something needed to blow up, Jim. I get yeah. what you're saying, but I was just like, something's got to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just felt like, um, I don't know where they're like, Hey, we got, we can do a big explosion now, you know, uh, let's fucking do the thing. Cause it, it, it was almost like there was already Jesse's on the run. He's gotta be like, he's gotta lay low. I do like that. I believe Jesse, when he walks into the room and he gives the guy an out where yeah. he gives the guy an opportunity, like what is it, 1800 bucks or whatever. It's, it's yeah. nothing. At this point, just hand him 1800 bucks. be on your way. Salut, good for you. I mean, obviously, he kind of knows that's not what's going to happen, but I feel like I still believe him that that, that chance yeah. was there. But at the end, so then he, you know, they're fucking a big shootout's going on. You hear all these gunshots. You got these other guys that are witnesses. I know he kind of took their IDs, and they're probably not going to say nothing, but they ran out. So there's already all this attention. And now, like, there's this huge explosion, uh, and you're already a fugitive. So it's like, all right, let's not push it too far. But it still was a great explosion, so I'll give him that. Yeah, I guess uh, that makes sense, because if he'd just driven off, what would it really have been different? Like, what was the exact motivation for setting up the complicated, well, not complicated, <laughs> just the explosion? Because I feel like, you know, science, bitch, that yeah. Jesse wouldn't necessarily have... <laughs> been able to do that in the best way and maybe it blew up too early or maybe too late and if it was breaking bad i also feel like they obviously had those cool moments of uh walt throwing the crystal explosive at the ground and the whole thing shattering but they also have moments of like building tension that's then like you know like in hot fuzz running and jumping over the fence and then the mine doesn't explode like so those moments are there as well and it's breaking bad would more have been about like okay, so what are the best logistics for setting up so that we can make this place explode? And then they argue about that for 10 minutes and then someone gets shot instead of the explosion. All this stuff, you know? So it's a little bit like, yeah, let's just throw an explosion here. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, I do like, because obviously it's very hard to work in the classic Jesse here because, you know, this is a different Jesse. He's been through quite a lot. He's been through a huge trauma and he's dealing with that. Uh, but they they figured out like smart ways to do it. Like when he's, you know, arguing with the guy, the vacuum guy, and you kind of know he's wrong when he's like, you, you're bluffing. You know why? You know, when you call 911, they tell you to stay on the phone. And I'm, I, I, I'm still, I'm not going to say I 100% know, but I'm like, ah, oh, if a fucking co- if the cops pull up, because the way the shot is, the cops can pull up, it would be great. And then it does happen. Uh, but it was kind of the hints of classic Jesse where, you know, he's he gets to do his like yelling. his almost his science bitch voice. And then, of course, yeah. in the flashback, we get to see that a bit with him and Walt and Walt's t- <laughs> talking about how he just needs to get his GED. And he's like, <laughs> I graduated. You were on the stage. It's such a great, <laughs> uh, great line and great reaction. So, because yeah. I, I missed that a lot. I mean, that was always a thing I missed towards the end of Breaking Bad. I mean, it was out of necessity. This is the way the story went and the way the characters went that you couldn't have Walt and Jesse be buddy-buddy anymore. But I missed that a lot. So it was it was really great to see that. Yeah, and 
yeah, just uh, I thought when he was waving the phone because he's saying like, and if you do hang up, they call you back. Yeah, that was, was going to ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, on the same sort of page. But it is great that it's obviously not a bluff. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh, back and forth there because I was kind of like, do you really need this guy? Like, you could just drive, right? Like, just drive. Or it's not that I thought that he didn't need him, but I thought the film would be a little bit more about him, like, on the road, getting away from all this, seeing what happens after Breaking Bad, rather than literally, like, the next 48 hours or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of rooting, like, don't go. We've already seen what happens with the vacuum guy, with Saul and, and Walter. I was more like, yeah, just kind of, you know, get out of there and you'll be fine. But the ending of the film proved me wrong in a way because it's like, yeah, you need your social security number. Yeah. You need your whole background or else they're just going to find you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, like back to kind of what I was talking about, the way they kept building the build and release because it was the same thing where they would set up, okay, here's the easy out. Like, here's the guy. He's already got, he, he can give him all his money. But of course, this guy's a stickler for the details and not even 18, like if you're 1800 short, even that's not going to be good enough. So, you know, uh, they would give this somewhat what you'd think would almost be an easy answer, throw a nice monkey wrench into the system and, you know, play out. I guess that's just basic writing anyways, but, you know, it, it's done. It's done really well here. Um, now, as for like... Uh, the Jesse, I mean, this is like, again, my stupid brain, like, like at the end when it's like the note, I'm like, Ooh, it's a note to Saul. We're going to see it on <laughs> better call Saul. <laughs> They're going to pay that off later. And I mean, like, it's such a dumb, and even when I'm thinking it, I know it's a stupid idea in the moment. Uh, and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's for Brock. Of course. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. I'm also though, like, what the fuck did he write in that? Cause what do you write? Yeah. Sorry. I got your mom killed. He can't even send him any money, uh, so or, like it's just like so, sorry about that. Uh, but like I know you're gonna get better, and I don't I don't know I don't know what to do at that point uh, in you know in my letter writing career. So yeah, I'm not sure. The and the only like Alaska makes sense and all, but I kind of hated that it was just like Mike told him once go to Alaska, so he's just like, well, that's where I'll go. Like go to Alaska. He definitely mentioned Alaska in Breaking Bad. Okay, was it? All right. Fair enough, I then. I think so. I'm not 100%, but uh, I, that felt familiar. So that felt, with the, with the Mike at the start, it felt more like a reminder, because I was like, hasn't he talked about Alaska before? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess now that you mention it, that does, that does sound familiar. Uh, yes. So episode uh, 12 of season five uh, is, has something about Alaska, at least. I was just trying to find it um, really quick there. Mm. Yeah. Why is uh, was Jesse certain? Okay, yeah. So this is an old thing. Yeah. All right, good. So this is actually, they're talking about Alaska. So I just uh, wanted to check to make sure yeah, that, that was a thing in, in the previous season. All right, yeah, fair enough. If it's more of a reminder... Uh, even if it's kind of the seedling that set up that thought <laughs> yeah. in the show. Like, I mean, they're very good at, uh, you know, Vince Gill Gilligan and the gang. They're good at 
doing retcons or whatever that make complete sense. So, yeah, I'll give it to him. I think maybe it's like when he's originally going to get disappeared, you know, and it's like, where would you go or whatever? And he's like, I kind of would like Alaska. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's all irrelevant. I thought it was a great uh, twist when we found out they weren't police. I didn't have the slightest suspicion before then. And, you know, compared to, say, the phone waving, we knew the cops were pulling up. But here I was like, oh, shit, can you kind of know it immediately? Because they break character as soon yeah. as he gives up. And they're like, what the fuck are we going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, shit, they're not. And then I started thinking they're like, I, I wasn't as I wasn't super surprised when it was like they had some connection to Todd's crew because that was my first thought. Not that they were random con guys, that they were there to sort of clean up or pick up stuff. Um, but yeah, so that, what, what did you think of that moment? No, I think I, I agree. Standoff in general where he gave up. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I didn't, I didn't quite see that coming. It makes more, it makes complete sense when it happens too, because it's like they, they should have known that the, the police search didn't do like the way that, like I was even thinking like these cops would think that just the previous cops did this, like the way the place was complete. Cause they're like, wow, they really tore this place up. So it made more yeah. sense that they were just, you know, kind of dummies, uh, like basically in Jesse's shoes looking for the money. And yeah, the, the, the standoff was all great. And, you know, I initially, I did think like, Oh, here we go. So now he's going to get caught and we'll travel. This is the thread we'll see play out here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed and it. And it's really, really brutal as well, having him captured and realizing that it's not the police. Yes. And, like, having him sh a sock shoved in his mouth or whatever and him biting them and, like... And then he does talk his way out of it, but even that feels like a, a hollow victory because, obviously, everything he's been through... And he finds out one of them was involved, was the guy who, like, made him run back and forth and, you know, test the welding thing or whatever to be fair it looks very different don't mind it like it makes perfect sense that he would yeah. not recognize him um but yeah that's so rough because it's like an hour into the film and you're you're thinking at that point that the worst thing that can happen is that he's going to be caught by the police and even that is like like they say on the news it's not like is he a suspect yeah kind of but like he didn't murder any of those people and he was held captive but he had come forward previously and like given all this testimony and stuff so like it's already you know he's already like been on the side of the law and then got fucked over for it basically um but then it turns out no it could actually get a lot worse than that again uh the thing you thought you escaped forever uh might actually be back and part of you kind of goes it would make sense for him to turn himself in like logically his parents kind of make sense in that sense and he could maybe even reclaim his life but just the idea of getting out of one cage and then stepping into another yeah. has to be so gross because to him because they do a great job of showing how everything in the world is it, it he's walking through the world with like a dreamlike sense of everything being really strange because he hasn't been out in the real world for so long and just being able to interact with it in a proper way and seeing the bits like you mentioned the bits of old school jesse coming back and shining through that is really great too um so yeah I, it's just uh it, it's it's a gift like i said it's yeah. uh, it's something that you know we didn't need to see this but uh i'm really glad we saw it like you said the gunshot's great uh when he's coming out of the darkness surprise as well but it's also 
like there's some classic Breaking Bad shots. They they didn't do too many time lapses, but like say the shot from above when he's searching the apartment, it's like this is the most Breaking oh, Bad yes. shot I've ever seen. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and Aaron Paul in general, like, I mean, he carries this movie. Uh, I, they, I mean, he really fucking runs with it and, yeah. like, in his own way justifies uh, the movie existing. Um, because, I mean, obviously he was always good on the show, too. But yeah. this becomes, like, his show. This is his movie, and, and he nails it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know really what else we can get into we don't have to go like beat by beat we kind of covered all the major things uh i you know vince gilligan keeps taking these things where there's a lot of room to screw things up uh but i feel like he you know he always he's obviously he's a smart guy and if he's got a passion to tell a story it's gonna be great you gotta trust in vince yeah and i i think i read an article where um where aaron paul said when he like when he was contacted by vince like to check whether he was interested his obvious answer was of course like yeah like whatever you say man <laughs> like you get like give me i'd be happy to go back explore whatever of course because obviously it's his big role that gave him you know uh that, that made people recognize him for but also just working with someone like Vince Gilligan and trusting him implicitly. It's the same trust I have him for him as a viewer that like when I saw this, like we were saying, another creator, it might be like, ah, do we really need this? Oh, it's probably not gonna be that great. But then it's like, oh, it's Vince Gilligan writing and directing it. It's not gonna like he's doing it that for a reason. Sorry. So, sorry about makes that. Makes sense. No problem. Sorry uh, yeah, so uh I yeah, I was really happy with it, and like I said at the start, at the end when the uh, actual credits are playing, and Jesse gives a little smile there, driving away. You know, obviously paralleling the first shot and then his last shot and Bring Bad, and he's yeah. like smiling, and I'm just like grinning and like through the credits, like ah. <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so there you go. Now it's time to rewatch Breaking Bad. Well, now yep. whoever. You know, someone out there must have done the, um, the, uh, I edited Breaking Bad in chronological order, like, get back to your editing room, you got more clips you need to drop in, you got some stuff to add to the end, let's fucking fix this shit already, uh, cause yeah. that's gotta be a thing, right? <laughs> and more than that, there, there's probably a podcast out there with, with two guys Rewatching Breaking Bad, where or one of them rewatching it, and the other person has never seen Breaking Bad, so they can go through and talk through the whole series. Now, obviously, we both saw Breaking Bad, so we can't do that. But that is what we're doing with The Sopranos, because I have never seen The Sopranos, and uh, a lot of stuff we get into there is kind of similar because it's about criminal masterminds. And whether or not you've seen The Sopranos, dear listener, I would suggest checking out Cut to Black, a Sopranos sit-down, which you can find at showswithjuno.com or by searching your uh, podcatcher of choice. Um, eh, we'd also really appreciate a review on there if you yes. have the time. Yeah, I mean, we'll be in the same boat next year around this time. I mean, because we'll be done with Sopranos by then, I mean, God willing. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, <laughs> Sopranos is going the route where they have a movie coming out. Uh, well, this is going to be a prequel film, so we'll see mm. how that stacks up and if it justifies its own existence. If David Chase comes through, much like Vince Gilligan did here. Um, 
And I guess we don't really have a saying, do we? Uh, for <laughs> No, I was going to say, if you had differing thoughts on El Camino or yes. if you want to share any kind of uh, you know thoughts on, on the show or the the film, do send us an email to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Um, we can include your comments, I suppose, next time we get into Better Call Saul, which will be a bit. This also, I swear, before they even announced El Camino, I was like, isn't it time Better Call Saul came back? Like, it's yeah. been a while, right? Yeah. And then there's like, Breaking Bad film, and I'm like, all <laughs> right, this makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, I do look forward to uh, getting back into Better Call Saul all the same uh, on our podcast, It's All Good Man. Even though, like you said, we didn't actually do an episode on the last few episodes because scheduling issues. Uh, but still, um, I'm interested to see where they take that, and especially if they do move beyond the end of Breaking Bad, because obviously... Uh, Better Call Saul is a prequel, but it also includes bits from after Breaking Bad. So, uh, like you said, it's uh, back to the editing table for every time there's a new episode for whoever's <laughs> doing the chronological edit. Yeah, so thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. <laughs>